You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Liberty Podcast. This is episode number 248 of East Century and his favorite podcast. I say that because right next door is uh, right next door is Brian Nichols' show, uh, and, and and well, I think we're the best. I'm Jeremiah Morrill, and uh, today I'm joined by God. The guy's got a list of jobs right now: uh, executive video producer, executive audio engineer, and uh, co-host Zach Bircham. Welcome, buddy. Patrick, I'm going to have you mute your phone or else you're going to drive yourself insane. Um, <laughs> we're, Sorry we're, about that. It's all good. Zach, what are we doing tonight, man? Uh, we're going to introduce the, the recorder candidates. Um, I'm going to find out what the recorder does. I'll be honest. I was, I've <laughs> seen the signs. A, there's a lot of people that don't. I've seen all the signs around town. And then there's going to be a, a little bit of food and beverage tax talk because there's a little bit of action on the food and beverage taxes this week. It's gotten it's gotten to be an exciting topic this week. Uh, this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully you'll always learn something new, like what the hell a recorder is. And, and I promise to make you laugh. I, I'll make fun of Dakota or Zach or somebody, and we'll, we'll have a good time. Uh, this episode is, uh, is brought to you. The special candidate series is brought to you by Wyland's Flowers, the Slick Pickle, and Big Bounce Inflatables. Uh, we appreciate their continued support of the candidate series. I think this is the, uh, they may have supported us every, every cycle since 2018. We've been doing this for a while. We thank them. And they jump in and, and help us out. And, uh, if, uh, if anybody needs, uh, flowers, some chauffeur service or uh, a bounce house, uh, check those guys out. Uh, also need to thank the, uh, the patrons that, uh, that help us get on the air every week. Uh, particularly those at $50 more a month. That's Christy Avery. Uh, of she, she does the Norwex thing and uh, we're using all kinds of Norwex cleaning supplies around the house now. Uh, John, Jonathan Phillips of uh, Andy Moore Buick GMC over in Fishers and uh, Anthony Meyer, who, uh, who delivers memes and, uh, and food across the country. He's just, he's an over the road truck driver who, who doesn't, his, this is the highlight of his week is, is listening to, to us talk to candidates. We kick off the weekend if he catches on Friday or if he's watching live on Thursday night. I hope he's not watching live. That yeah. that's, that would actually be very he troubling. You might, might be done for the rolling, day. Rolling down I mean, the road with 40 tons of uh, of whatever. Well, Big Brother's very specific on how much he can drive in a day, so he might be done for true. the day. It could be it could be over. Although I'm going to be honest, Anthony's not really doesn't doesn't really strike me as a rule follower. Potentially. <laughs> in theory. Uh but we do uh we do have to thank the patrons for uh, for for getting the show on the air every week. Uh, we had a, a, a fantastic Patreon scheduled. It's not at all what we anticipated, but, but I think we all learned something. Sure. And we had fun. Yeah. And we, uh, and we, we, we longed for what it would be like to have chips and salsa, but we only had half of half of what we needed. Yeah. Thanks a lot. So, Dakota. so we appreciate that. Hey. Yeah. I feel like I was promised. <laughs> uh, it's a broken promise. Promised chips welcome. And salsa. Welcome oh. to politics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's get into it a little bit. Let's uh, have some fun with the candidates and see see where things go. On on my left is is Lisa Loveless, and Hello. she's uh, you're running the first time candidate. Yes, 
running for county recorder. Correct. Uh, uh, and everybody we're talking to, because this is Henry County, everybody we're talking to at this point is a Republican because that's the only contested primary that we have, uh, for those listening across, to, across the nation. Uh, and then on my right is, uh, is Patrick Saunders, who's, uh, this is your t- first time running for a recorder, but I think you've got yeah. a little bit of political history in the past. <clears throat> yeah. Um, been there for a while. So since I was probably about 10 years old, so I've been <laughs> around it. So first time running. So, all right. Uh, so let's let's start with you, Lisa. If you want to give us a brief intro, tell us about yourself, your okay. background, your history, all, all that jazz, and we'll we'll start the conversation there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm currently a certified residential appraiser, and I work as a realtor broker for FC Tucker Crossroads. Um, I have been married to Ben for 22 years. Um, graduated of Indiana Wesleyan University. You need both. Believe it or not, the Leap program. It was. Yes, I went to the. I was. I commuted from Shelbyville to the Shelbyville campus. Yeah, I and did she, up a Keystone when I was doing it. Ah, uh, big Northsider. Yeah, well, I'm from Lebanon. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's a, the Leap program is really good. Yes, I never, I never stood stepped foot on the actual campus until the day I graduated. Same, but it was still, it was truly. Really Actually, cool. no, I had to go up once and pick up some books or something. But very nice. So you. uh You've been appraising real estate. Yes. And you've been, so you, I assume that meant that you interacted with the recorder's office. Some. Yes. Yes. Used to interact a lot more before records became available online because you had to actually go up and search things when I first started. You don't have to do that so much anymore. It's at your fingertips with public records. So. All right. So what, what triggers you to say, I'm going to, this is, this is the office for me. Well, I worked at the Henry County Treasurer's office for a year and a half. And during my time there, I just got the bug to be involved in local government um, and involved in my community. And the opportunity was made available to me. So I said, sure, why not? Jump in and let's, let's see what happens. Yep. All right. And Patrick, tell us about yourself, what you, what you do, what your background is, all, all that, all that jazz. I'm a... I'm 38 years old. I've been raised, born and raised in Henry County and Louisville most of my life. I just transitioned to the big city in Newcastle and downtown Newcastle. So most of my life I've been, I worked at Draper for 15 years and Crown and Avery Dennison. I'm currently uh, working with Newcastle flooring, installing and sales and advertising and stuff like that. Um, I've been, a, I was on the Louisville town board for eight years so I got to see the inner workings of the government and the dealings and stuff like that. So I've been around the courthouse my entire life. I understand the ins and outs of the recorder's office. Linda's done a good job. Linda Winchester's done a good job getting that, getting things set in motion to continue down the road. So I know she's retiring and our chief deputy, Betsy's retiring and thank them for their service and what they've done for the the county and the Republican Party all together. So I don't like to go to fairs because I've been going to county fairs my entire life, thanks to my dad. So fairs, parades aren't my biggest biggest thing, but so I've been around it a while. So so you've grown up around all of the stuff that you have to do in politics. You're completely <clears throat> burnt out by it and you're like, I'm you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna jump in and I'm gonna run. Well what it is I'm is gonna is be I, the anti candidate. I've seen now that I've been in a factory that long and seen one, like I want to do something to help people be involved in the community. I used to not care for all that stuff, but 
the last six, eight years, it's kind of changed my mind to see what's going on and see where the road has taken us. And I've been a precinct committeeman for 12 years, I think it is, and always tried to help out when I could. <clears throat> it's not something I thought I would ever do, but now it's like I feel like I need to be involved, and I want to help people. I like, <clears throat> I like being involved in that kind of stuff now. So, All right. So, Zach, you can jump in at any point if you have if you have questions. Otherwise, I'm going to do what I did to Jesse last week and just keep Go going. For it. I mean, I and was, then you're going to elbow me and say, "You never." Every time I start to talk, you stop me. I'm fine. I was in gym shorts when I found out I was going to sit in this chair today. Still in gym shorts, but so Lisa, what we have familiarity with a lot of the county offices, but the office of recorder is probably the county recorder, the county treasurer, and maybe the the auditor and clerk. Those four offices. We don't, as a general voter, may not understand what they do and how they relate to our lives. Tell us about recorder and how it how people deal with it. So the function of the recorder is to record deeds, liens, um, legal descriptions. They're also going to record um, businesses, business license, and um, just keep a record of all those things. So then that if that if that record is accurate it's going to help then the treasurer the auditor the clerk and the assessor and building their reports and doing the things that they do for each so if office. I, I buy a house your office records that i own the house or, or you record a copy of the mortgage yes there, yes and then that's how you verify that i have a mortgage mortgage exemption well the assessor's off or the auditor's office actually verifies the mortgage exemption but we'll verify the lien and the the deed okay all right. Is that represented? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's basically, there's not a lot of political aspect to the recorder's office. Luckily that's, and that's another reason I kind of turn your mic just a little. There you go. Decided to run for it. It's not political. It's just the functions of the office. And like she, she explained it really well. And it's just kind of running the office. Um, dealing with it and a lot of it's online now like she said it's you don't have to go into the office and deal with it but my thing is most of the time when people go to the courthouse it's not a good time for them there's something that happened in their life or they're buying a home it's more about being friendly helping people when they can't because i've talked to a lot of people that go to the courthouse and they kind of get to run around from the auditor's office assessor's office recorder's office and it's nothing against anyone in there but they just kind of get the back and forth, like they're not sure where to go. So you just want to kind of be helpful and help help them and show them where they need to go. So, so how, what kind of a staff d- does the recorder oversee? Is it the um, recorder and a deputy, and that's yeah? There's a recorder a, and a deputy, and I think there's two full time and one part time employee in there. Okay, and then. I I know in my in my attempt to learn this week because I I did apply myself. The state tells you how much you can charge for things? Yeah, so there's the State Recorders Association that they determine the prices, the standard pricing for everything. So if you want a copy of a of a mortgage deed, it's 50 bucks or whatever yeah, that whatever is. Yeah, whatever it is. I don't know what the yeah, prices yeah. are. So. Man, I'm going to mark that down. They don't price the prices. <laughs> yeah, the county, I haven't got the job yet. <laughs> yeah, the county doesn't set that. And like the only good thing about the fees is some of that money goes into your preparation fund to help run the office and do that kind of stuff, whether it's extra help, part-time help, or whatever the office needs at that time. That's the only 
good thing about the fees that go along with that. So the state sets them. But. The regular, the regular citizen isn't generally looking at the document at the at what you've recorded. It's more as a almost a historical office, so that other county officers can get information that they need. Is that accurate? Um, yeah, probably. Um, at a certain time, you used to have to go down there to find, like, if you wanted a legal description of a property, you had to go to the recorder's office to find it. Now, like I said, all that stuff is online. And the treasurer's office, the assessor's office, the auditor's office all combine those records. So if you go to Beacon, yep. that's all there now. It, it wasn't before. It made So you used to, when I started doing appraisals, you had to go to the treasurer's office to get the taxes and you had to go to the recorder's office to get the legal description and the auditor's office to get. So it was all different. You had to run all over the place. And now you just go to Beacon, look up the parcel. Now you just go to Beacon all, and download it. Gotcha. Yep. 90% of it's online and it made the abstract workers a lot happier that didn't have to go travel and do all that kind of stuff. So what do you mean by abstract? Basically title searching. <clears throat> Anytime you buy a house, and it goes in, and they they have to go around and search, make sure you don't have any liens or other stuff against your property before it goes into before you go to close on it. So, so <clears throat> abstract workers usually work for a title company. So, like once a realtor or whoever closes on the banks, mortgage companies, they send these people out first to make sure there's nothing tying the property to where they can't sell it. So, so can I look? on beacon and see if I have a lien on my property. No, you would have that- to call or go to the recorder's office for that. And that's where they'll check. On. Yeah. So if you have a mechanics lien or a tax lien or anything like that against your property, you're going to have to find that at the recorder's office. Say I forgot to mow for a season or two. You can actually get it on talk docs pop too. I believe you can look it up there. Okay. And is that, if I want a printed copy of it, that's when I have to pay a fee. But if I just call yes. up, they'll tell me, Oh yeah, you've got this going on. Yeah. 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 All right. I think you can probably print it from Doc's Pop. I've never had to, so I don't know if they charge a fee if you print it from yeah, there I'm not or sure not. On that. I know that's what you can search on there for Doc's Pop and find your um, find out the liens and stuff like that. I don't know how about printing them or not. All right. Were you prepared for these difficult questions? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can wander. Um, it, what kind of a time commitment is this gig? Um, it's. Tuesday through Friday. The current hours are Tuesday through Friday, seven to five. So you're there. You know, it's a full time yes. county commissioners. When we talked to them last week, there they kind of said, "Hey, it's as much as you want it to be." It gets, it's a, some guys make it part time. Some folks are putting more right. than forty hours a week. Right. In. So, but it, essentially, the recorder is not just overseeing the office, but you're actually doing the doing the work. In an well. ideal situation, yeah, you're going to be there regularly. All right. Yep, and the recorders, I think, went to the four-day work week when they were trying to, or not the recorder, but the commissioners went to the four-day work week when they were trying to save money and keep the courthouse closed and lights off and stuff when they were trying to save money a few years ago. So, Yeah, it's been... uh, I know a lot of people go to the courthouse on Monday and they're like, why is it not open? (laughs) But I think we've finally gotten used to that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think most people are used to that by now. But it is odd. Pull your phone, your, your, your mic just in a little bit closer to you there. Yep. That you'll, you'll feel it'll, it'll go better. All right. Um, yeah, the thing about county government that's odd in the courthouse being closed is that the courthouse is closed, but the clerk's office across the street and the justice center is open on Monday. Well, and now the assessor's office is actually open on Monday at the courthouse. 
Well, they're not saving much money by keeping the lights off. No, I think that was, <laughs> Unless decision, they have have, that was a decision that individual office made yeah. a year or two ago. You have to like bring a flashlight in to get your find your way up yeah. through the stairway. <laughs> it's possible. Go spelunking. <laughs> so I mean, big, it might a feel like some, it in the old courthouse. It's a sure. chance <laughs> for some big promises to be made. If the auditor can just open their offices up on Monday, are we is, are we saying we're going to have access to the recorder's office on Mondays if uh, if somebody wins I have here? No idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't know whose uh, job that is to promise that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because I mean. I don't know what went through to have the assessor's office open on Mondays, but but I do know the auditor, assessor, and recorder's office have to work closely together to get done what they need. So Brenda Greider is reminding us all. She's the uh, I believe she's the clerk treasurer for a city of Newcastle that uh, that the auditor is open on Monday. Oh, all right. What else do we need to know, Zach? I don't know. I, I tried to get him to to give us a blank promise. Yeah. So what are you guys going door to door? How's the campaign? How's this? How's the campaign strategy for for running for this? Thing I'm just kind of doing what I do, out and about, seeing people, saying hello. You guys both have a lot of signs out. I can tell you that from. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm, you, I'm a, you've I'm, seen them, so that's money. I'm a well frequent spent, pedestrian so all about town. Yeah, and so yeah, I'm like man, I'm like there's signs everywhere. So that's impressive, more so than some other races. Yeah, even, but and all over. More signs for a quarter than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to try to go door to door in Knightstown and Moreland, maybe Middletown, but I don't feel like people want people knocking on their doors now. So it's kind of a, I used to do it with dad all the time. It's kind of an old school technique, I feel like, because a lot of people have doorbell cameras and they're like, what do you want? Get, <laughs> yeah. a, get off my doorstep. going to avoid so, this guy. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I've had, uh, I think, Two state representative candidates and a, and a sheriff's candidate show up at my door yeah. so far, so it's it is happening, yeah. uh, for for sure. But it's uh it's it's always different to hear how people approach it, yeah. how how it goes, the how the uh, how campaigning is how, is evolving over time. Because you, I, man, my mailbox is full. The state representative, yeah. I've got I've got stuff in my mailbox every day. Yeah, yeah, I same. I mean, I can't imagine the money that's being. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see. You. Gotta, yeah, we have, find out in about a week. Yeah, yeah, we have three voters in our house, and so we also have a PO box. So we get like three of everything in our mailbox, and then three of everything again at the PO box. We're getting a lot of mail. You're flush with mailers. Yes. All right. I think we've we've asked all of the questions we could possibly <laughs> ask for 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 recorder. I mean, I guess is there anything in the future like? Evolving the office at all? Is there anything? Any, I mean, like everything's kind of on the internet now. Is there just a push to keep that going, or is there anything else? Is there any further steps with making the information more accessible? Yeah, I think what you want to do in any public office is just be as efficient and um, accurate in your recording and record keeping as you can be. So, and the more that that's available to the public, the more transparent the office is. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that, and that's what. If it's on the internet and people can do that instead of going out and get it, going out in person and getting it, that's what they want to do. So, with Beacon, you've certainly got a tool where you can pull an awful lot in a hurry and and, right. and figure out what's going on. It's been really nice to see how much your neighbor's house sell for too. That's a, that's well, and just a, and just a, <laughs> a point here: just because it's on the internet doesn't mean the people in the office aren't doing anything. Like, just yeah. so they still I mean, have it gets to do. There. Yeah, yeah. That's how it gets there: is the people yeah. in the office. So it's the it's the just simply getting there to yeah. yeah. 
Trust me, I, I, I type on a computer all day. You'd think it'd be easy, but it's still, it's still, <laughs> it still takes people to be involved. Totally understand that. Mike Broyles is in the chat, and he says that you guys are all just waiting on warmer weather. It's eventually. Yeah. Wait, it's got to get here the eventually. Sun's right? out, guns out. Yeah, I mean, I was supposed to have a golf outing on Saturday, and we had to move it to Sunday because it's supposed to snow on Saturday. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. So. I'm still camping. I'm going. I, I'm, yeah. I'll be at Summit Lake second weekend in a row. We're we're we're. We're tough Midwesterners. We'll are you tent it. camping or are you in a camper? Oh God, no, I'm in a camper. <laughs> so you've got heat and electric. Yeah. I have a furnace. I have auxiliary, uh, electric, auxiliary heat electric heat. I have blankets. I have a mattress. I so have that's glamping, dogs. right? Uh, yeah. We, we, we don't suffer. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I think I think Summit Lake is about 85% full this weekend again. Really? So it's Yeah, it's people are out. It's, people it's, are re- yeah, people are ready to get out. Indiana's just... Or, Weather's not cooperating. I don't think they're just people are ready to get out. But it could be what it could be snowing or it could be seventy five. You don't know what you're going to get. And at least it's not ten degrees or fifteen degrees, whatever. I mean, it's don't challenge him. That yeah, wasn't that, that long. Yeah. That was just be. a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jane uh, Jane Bertram is in the chat. And she says this is not a very contentious campaign at all. She's very <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> In the lack of mudslinging, the lack of excitement, <clears throat> it's just we're, what we're going to do is we're going to count up the yard signs, and whoever has the most yeah. out is going to that's going to be the winner. I that's, wish it works like that. That the yard <laughs> sign equated to a vote. They don't quite translate necessarily. No. Hey, and some people don't realize how expensive these things are. So, like, if you see one blowing down the road, you should pick it up. Not cheap. No, especially those. You guys both went for the premium corrugated. As a guy yeah. that's lost four elections. I will tell you that those are yeah. the those are the Cadillac of uh, of yard signs. Try multiple color, full size corrugated. That's those are the all weather signs. Those will, yeah. those will last for generations. You see the lesser quality signs when they're laying in the sidewalk and yeah. they've been torn, or the, or like the metal's still there, but the signs just like laying yeah. on the ground. The sign's gone because it's it was thirty four and snowing, and the snow just stuck to it and just like melted the paper that it was made out of. Lisa, well, is it harder to sell a house now with all those yard signs out? Because you can't tell. You don't know I what will, house is I will sale. tell you because I also sell real estate. I got a couple of calls about wanting to buy houses where my signs are. That they were <laughs> wanting to know if they were for sale. So. That's just a double bonus. You just like, wow. I mean, have, have you taken like the the normal realty sign and just tacked your sign onto the top of the I realty haven't, sign? But maybe I should try that. Just make them look the same. They're actually the same color, and I didn't do that on purpose. It was an accident. City well, Councilman uh, Mike Guffey says he's seen several lying by the road, and he's going to start issuing fines to candidates, I think, is what he's trying to say. Yeah, that's what I've, I find myself being like my dad, because I'm like, that's in the right-of-way. <laughs> if it's not behind the telephone pole, it's in the right-of-way. So. But, but Dad's also mad at me because I bought my signs from somebody in Moreland, and he still sells for Hartcourt and Melroy, so... <laughs> <clears throat> He wasn't the happiest about it, but uh, Marlon does a good job in Marlon. So, so we haven't we haven't really talked about your about your dad yet. He's the retiring representative Saunders. How how has he been? How is is he campaign managing you? Has he been? No. Has he taken a step back? How does no, how's I, this interaction? I really been? haven't seen him. They've been so busy, and it's kind of I mean a blessing. No offense <laughs> to him and my mom, but no, they haven't really. Um, he's busy. He's got projects. Flip house getting done with the state of Indiana. And it's like I told everybody else, I go, he won't, whoever gets to be state rep, what have him on the phone all the time because he'll have people calling him and he'll be like, well, you, this person needs to talk to you or that person needs to talk to you. He'll find something to do, but it's not my campaign manager. Luckily, <laughs> love him to death, but it's not. 
Is he supposed to play in the golf outing? No. he's. I don't think he's ever played. Maybe one time when him and Beverly Guard first started the golf outing, but he's not playing. Not even put him in charge of the beverage cart. Yeah. He might he might be able to sell fifty fifty tickets again. That might be a good job for him, but just trying to find trying to find some work for him. Yeah. Mike Boyle says the Newcastle Land Bank signs keep disappearing as well. Somebody needs to do about this wind. It's a, if the if the reporter yeah, the candidates wind. can do something about the wind that's taking all the signs down. We'll, yeah. be in, we'll, well be in I think shape. the land. I'm on the land bank. I think our signs disappear because they get stolen. Is what it's going on yeah, with those would, people are yeah. stealing them because they realize that a lot next door to them is for sale, and they're like, oh well, I'll just take it and I'll buy the the lot, and then you've got to follow if, the. If they buy the lot, then that's cool. Yeah, yeah, they can have the sign. You can, yeah, have if you want. yeah. But I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah, the land bank people will be like, yeah, if you buy the property, if you want the sign, we'll give you the sign. I don't know. They were pretty expensive. We're on a tight budget. We'll we're not for profit. <laughs> just tack it on when they're not looking to the selling price. And add that, add that $47 in as the, uh, as, a, as one of the miscellaneous fees. Yeah. And then you can record the receipt at the courthouse. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's. And you guys can, as citizens, be involved. I don't think the recorder has major influence on the topic we're going to get into, but you're welcome to participate in the conversation uh, or not. If you, uh, you know, it's entirely up to you. But the the discussion has amped up, Zach. Yes. On the uh, on the food and beverage money, uh, you attended. You you went on spring break, so you missed a, a, a meeting a month, ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, which it turns out had nothing. Had I don't think anything. I watched that meeting. In hindsight, because I showed up to Monday's meeting, having missed a meeting, and I miss I miss less meetings than most of the council members. I'll say that there's a couple that consistently miss more than I do. I miss maybe three a year. Which but do you want to name them? No, <laughs> but if you if you pay attention, if you pay attention, it's not hard to figure it out. So um, they sit on the left side or the right side of the building. If I'm just looking at it. Oh, not, you know, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you the orientation. Lisa, this is how we have fun here. I couldn't is tell you that the, I just I pushed everybody just just to the limit, trying to get them to just, say what they don't want to say. Yeah. A couple of, couple of them in the chat too, but um, but, but the ones that are in the chat are consistently at meetings. So, um, so the food and beverage thing comes up, and I'm still. My understanding is, I bet that uh, Mr. Boyles, the landlord, probably could catch me up because I actually meant to like message him today to see if he could kind of straighten me out as to what's going on. I did watch the meeting before, like I said, they didn't discuss this at all. So the mayor is involved with a project to try and bring a sports complex to the greater Newcastle area. I don't think it's technically in Newcastle. It's just outside Newcastle. Henry Township. Yeah. And a total project estimated cost is like $16 million, but he's seeking a million dollars of food and beverage money. Um, I believe this is supposed to be a private deal, I believe. And I don't think that the legal structure of it was completely clear or something was, he announced a board, I think very recently, like in the last two weeks. And according to what was said at the meeting, uh, there's two members of the city council that are on that board who were not aware that they were on the board until after they were announced to be on the board, according to them, from what I was told at the meeting. And the city council then made a, um, I don't know if it was not the word resolution or something where they said they will support the sports, this group applying for money under the condition that it's 
has no financial affiliation with the city of Newcastle. It has to have a separate bank account. Everything is separate. So it and needs to be a private non-profit. Private and the city profit, will not for, cool. and the city is not and the city is not affiliated financially with it at all. And apparently that was um and and they postponed the vote on the food and beverage money for this meeting. Thursday, Thursday of yeah. last week all but a million dollars of the food and beverage money was earmarked for different projects. Except for the million dollars for this and the, potential project. As of last Thursday, there was a million dollars that was remaining that they had asked to wait until after the city council meeting. So then they scheduled a, a special bonus, meeting. special extra yeah. county council meeting for Tuesday night of this week. So Monday they had a city council meeting to be followed immediately by a, a business city a business county council meeting on Tuesday. Okay, so and and unbeknownst to me, while I'm sitting in this meeting, because there's normally a couple of people in there, there's like five or six of us show up to all the meetings. Um, I hear voices behind me. I realize that uh, Commissioner Bobby Plummer is behind me, and so is Councilman Chad Malico are both behind me. Chad tries to stand up and say something. He's told uh, by the president of the city council just to sit down before they have a vote. He's then given the chance to speak later in the meeting, and he says that he's not sure if he can vote to give a million dollars to an entity that's legally he's not sure if it exists or what the state of it is or and what ownership. I'm mean, like, there's just a lot of questions apparently of us to this group, and I think that the county felt comfortable with it potentially being kind of involved with the city, but the city said not us. And I think that that's kind of left it in flux, and I'm not sure what had happened with it, if anything's happened with it since. Um, but he said, I'm not sure. I, he's like, I can't really vote for this because his problem would be that they're going to issue a bond to come up with a million dollars. And he's like, then it's just going to sit in an account accruing interest, waiting for them to figure out what they're going to do. And I think that one of the hitches was there was a, some part of the agreement was going to be that the city would be on the hook for in-kind contributions, which would basically be city employees doing labor out there. And I don't think they even want to be on the hook for that. So... That's that's my loose understanding. Like I literally felt like I missed one meeting, and I was like, I have no idea what happened. And I I take it's notes. Like, all of a sudden, you didn't study for the test. Yeah, didn't study for the test, and then I was like asking around a couple people, and they're like, I don't know if anybody really knew. There's some members of the council. I'm not sure if they knew much more than I did from what I was just picking up from things people were saying in the meeting. So so on Tuesday night, once they went ahead with their resolution councilman malicote then did bring up a uh, proposal to award the million dollars to the city and it died for lack of a second so at that point the henry county expo was brought back up which had been in the approval in the um application process but did not get did not make the, the short list yeah uh, and then they presented again and they went for about an hour and a half and went through how they got to this point. I'm just laughing at Brenda's comment. She <laughs> said she's been there and she's clueless. She was and, and, I, and I'm, I'm kind of clueless. Like I understand what he's saying because I can imagine what went on, but I take, I mean, I take notes. Like somebody kind of took it like a joking jab at me on Facebook. They're like, I saw you on the video just playing with your phone. I'm like, you can look it up. I have a Google doc for <laughs> yeah, every meeting I'm, I've ever I'm been trying to. trying to figure out what's because going on here. Because stuff comes up and it's helpful to know what's going on and, and some stuff I can't keep up with because they're talking so fast about things. Um, but I was like, did I, did I miss this much? And I watched it. There's no talk of this. So evidently there was... No, not a lot of questions asked, not a lot of questions asked. And then literally, I'm not even going to call it the 11th hour because they asked for overtime. Like the last 15 seconds of this whole nine month 
evaluation process, a bunch of stuff came out that all of a sudden made people think, wait, 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 wait. And, um, I did the city. I don't think some people accuse this, uh, people in the city of just, you know, not wanting any progress. I don't think it was not wanting progress. It's, it's scary to look at a project that was estimated at $16 million a couple of years ago or whenever it was first yeah. projected. You don't know what that's going to cost now. And then the city council members also brought up that grand park is for sale. Um, because it's not doing what it's not doing what it's supposed to do. And then like a couple other of the sports parks had closed. One of them was sold to a warehouse to a company that's going to be turned into a warehouse. And so they were like, they wanted, um, itemized cost of what it was going to, cause they, I think everybody understands it's not going to be zero to a $16 million facility right away, but how much is it going to cost for every baseball diamond you yeah, add or every yeah, soccer yeah. field you add? And like, how, and somebody brought up online, like what about drainage? Cause that's a part of the County that has, and there's drainage yeah, issues and, here and there and everywhere. So they just want to know, is there a business plan? Who's going to manage this? Um, I had the question of, uh, one of the council people said we, they were in Bowling Green, Kentucky and they, they couldn't find a hotel room cause there are all these sports things going on, but like, okay, we have like, I'm going to be honest. We have like two and a quarter hotels here. Like we have one hotel that's not a chain, but I would consider like nicer looking than Steve Alford All American Inn. And we have one that doesn't know what it wants to be. It's been an Oyo. It's been a. It's been all kinds of stuff. And then we have another one that used to be a Holiday Inn Express, and now it's like eh. so. Like, where are you going to put all these people? If you put this big sports complex, where are they going to stay? Like, where are the like we desperately still need just one. Nice branded hotel, hotel yeah. that you can book a reservation well, I, online. I and that's to know Representative Saunders was saying Summit Lake needs a lodge. Yeah. That, yeah. You could put one out there. Put and I know There's plenty of real estate at the 70 interchange down there, 370. But. So that comes up a lot. Yeah. It'll happen eventually. It yeah. Just, but like, so a lot of questions came up, and and I agree with some of them. And, and yeah, I think the city was just like, you can do this. This is cool. We endorse it. We're just not, on, we're not going to be on the hook for a chunk of this $16 million or something like that. Like it's not going to turn into yeah. the city's expo center. I, I think that you, that's exactly what the biggest headwind is, is that we, the expo center is not completed. So you've got seed money from a previous County bond that went to that project. that's yeah. not complete yeah. yet. And then if you if you take a million dollars, you're one sixteenth of the way to funding the original estimated cost of of the sportsplex, and nothing costs what it cost three years ago. No. Right? Like, like I think we're all distinctly aware of that. That like, there's not anything that costs what it costs three years ago. Everything costs twenty to fifty percent more yeah. from from right. the, from the discussion at the meeting on Tuesday night from council from the county council. It sounds like just nobody put an official motion forward. They're waiting for more information to come back based on some utility issues. But it sounds like there was the appetite from council members in their comments. It's like listening to the Supreme court arguments going, I think this person thinks that, and this person thinks that, and you try to piece it together. But it sounds like maybe they're looking at trying to get 200 or $250,000 to complete a portion of the expo center. So that building can start to function. And then maybe if the, things turn out correctly and they get the information they want, maybe three quarters of a million would get us awarded to the city project potentially. Yeah. I mean, we don't, I, we don't know how it's going to I hundred percent agree with do something. So the expo center is not in this current state that the expo center is in. Yeah. We can't just let it sit there and rot. Because at a certain point then, especially if, if most of that money that's in that building now is, 
taxpayer dollars that went into it, then you're watching taxpayer dollars. If it was a private investment, yeah, you're just, exactly. well, like, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, you like Montgomery's sat for years half built and empty, but the city didn't, nobody had any stake in it. So it's like, that's somebody else's problem. Like I've seen houses that have taken three years to remodel, but if that's tax dollars, they're just going to sit there and rot because they're not covered or finished. Get that to the point. And then it can start, it'll start working for you and it can maybe start generating some revenue on its own. Is it going to be enough to finish it? Probably not, but it'll be better than nothing. But right now it's just, it's a plywood Island in the middle of a mud pit. So Yeah, I agree. You just can't leave it set there because they've spent the money on it, and Baker Park's done so much already. Like, just finish it and try to move on. But I feel like with the the sports complex, I don't, I haven't looked into it a whole bunch. But I feel like they kind of got the horse in front of the or the carriage in front of the horse there because, <clears throat> like, we have all these parks around here. Osborne Park, I know they're trying to redo, and they've got like uh, the Little League softball trying to come into town and do that kind of stuff. It's like, it's hard to give money to something that you can't see. And then there's all these other issues we have in, in the county. So I don't think the sports complex is out of question, but I feel like you can't give money to that with, like without. My old boss used to say piss poor planning equals piss poor results. So that's kind of where I sit on that. But Yeah, I and I, I very much hope that in the conversations I heard, it sounds like there's a lot of different paths for the expo, even if they do get this, the, what they're calling phase one complete, which is the smaller of the two buildings. They, a lot of donors have gone into on, into the expo project expecting a large expo center, right? The, the phase two is the large grants closed right. building that's supposed to be able to be used for trade show space, for, for livestock shows, for RV shows or boat shows, whatever. Uh, convent larger conventions and proms, and that's the the big grand space. I I hope that once phase one is done, it picks up momentum, and they're able to to complete that part. I heard some chatter in the meeting uh, of maybe just scaling it back and doing doing something smaller. And I would almost hope that hey, look, we got phase one done. You raise enough money to complete the grand plan of phase two, so that we don't end up with something that's just barns, so that it actually truly can serve what everybody was sold five years ago. That's my, that's the yeah. biggest hope I have is that we don't get something that's scaled down just to, to, because it'll serve some communities, but yeah, the, the original plan is, is really something that will be helpful to the entire community. Yeah. But you look at the money, the, the rodeo association brings into the Memorial park and the County as a whole and new cat, like they're staying at the hotels. You see the horse trailers at Applebee's or wherever you're going to eat, they're spending the money. So, I feel like you got to finish the project in the park at yeah. least to get it. You can't leave it. I mean, and that's a good project. I think is it'll benefit the community was promised something and the community will get something out of that. Like four H kids will get something out of that. A larger wedding venue in this town is like actually something that's really yeah. needed. Um, because if you get much more than like, I don't know, like a hundred or 150 people, you start to run real short <laughs> yeah, places in this County to, to go do sure. it. And so then they get that benefit. And then you also, if like you've got, it's kind of 4-H peripheral or like the saddle club and stuff. If they start using it, they do bring in people from out of town and those people spend money. And that's exactly what food and beverage money should go to. Yeah. Something that's not only, cause I know somebody kind of brought up, they tried to compare. Well, it was a different project. It was the, the fireworks fiasco where the fireworks were wanting some money and they compared it to <laughs> yeah. like the hall of fame. I said, the hall of fame 
is one, the basis for the tax. But like how many people in Henry County have been to the Hall of Fame like since it opened? Yeah. And it's a real small number. But like we've had presidential candidates show up to the Hall of Fame and we have a lot of people co- that come in and go to the field house who drive by the Hall of Fame and they stop at the Hall of Fame. It has bus and RV parking for a reason. That's another thing that brings in people. And then the best part is those people are paying for stuff locally yeah. and they're bringing the money in. So that's money coming in from out of the county. So people need like, yeah. the and, that, yeah, and that's kind of what it's all about is bringing money in from outside to stay in the county. It's a tax that, that like we've talked about over the course yeah. of, of the last four candidate shows. I've never seen a more popular tax, right? I'm Mr. Libertarian guy and limited government, but there is, I have never seen a more popular tax in a community than the food and beverage tax where people are more than happy to pay They're You know, if they go out to dinner, it's a happy occasion. And then it goes towards causes that, that generally improve the community. Um, And I, I think that they're all valid projects What they've been discussing. I think, the YMCA expansion is going to be good or the, the, the programming that's going to be out there. Yeah. The, the doubling of the size of the, the hall of fame is going to be fantastic. Would, if we can ever get the youth sports facility going, I have no doubt if seeing what youth sports does across the country. Oh, yeah. you it's would, gonna, I mean, there's going to be gonna an incredible amount of out of County plates. And it's going to be it. And that's what I didn't say earlier is you'll bring the money in, but I feel like the, the plan wasn't there to There's just a lot of questions yeah. to ask. Yeah, yeah. To like, like, and somebody pointed out, like, how is it going to be managed? Um, yeah, if you don't know who's going to like run that. it and who's going to control the money, like... And you do need to I worry think, about, like, yeah. hotels and stuff. Because yeah. a lot of stuff... I mean, we know a guy who just loaded up for a dance thing and just loaded up a truck full of stuff and is going to Chicago. Travel He's, sports is where yeah. the money is. And I find I no parents that I'm like, I don't know how you spend the money doing that. And they do. They support their kids, and they do it, and they go out of town every weekend, and it's going to bring in money. I just feel like the plan to it's put a, that there is, yeah, it's is a big, not. It's, it's a big project, and people should get the, right, get the right stuff in the community, and we'll have brand new iPads for their quarters office. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that a promise you're making? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to put you I, on the spot. I, I, think, I think it looks promising. Yeah. And yeah. well, that's what it's good for everybody. Revenue is good for everybody, and tourism is good for everybody. And I think people would be surprised at what the Hall of Fame brings in. They do a good job with what they – and they advertise statewide, and revenue is good for all Henry County. So Zach Lee says he'd like to get a Hampton in here, but I'm honestly – I'm pretty sure that Zach just wants to be able to book a night at the Hampton Inn to steal the soaps and shampoos. <laughs> I, I think that I think that's Zach's Man, plan. I was just using some hotel soap and shampoo just uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, that stuff's handy when you run out of – Hey, I feel it. Yeah. I feel it. That, that travel stuff. But yeah. All right. I thought that was important. I, we normally don't try to get into the issues of the day uh, during the candidate series, but uh, but I thought this was this is the week that it, it felt like more money, more problems. Yeah. We don't have these arguments and fights in the community. And it's not a fight, but it's a, a spirited discussion. Uh, and I, I really do think that it's, you know, you've got $3 million and you're trying to figure out what projects are worthy. And yeah. But, uh, you, it's important to be good stewards of that money so that we not only bring in good tourism and stuff, but we we want our kids to want to come back here, not yeah. not leave as soon as they graduate and never come back. Yeah. So these things are the types of things that also will attract them to come back. To and our if community. they if they invested in the right thing, it's right. gonna you're gonna have even, an even bigger pool five years down the line right. or ten years down the line, whenever this whenever these bonds expire, so that they can they can make it one more exactly. time. And that's, I mean, that's one thing I learned on being on the town board forever. And I, 
preached it to everybody in Louisville. Is like, don't get on Facebook and say it. Come to the meeting. Like he said, he was at the council meeting. There wasn't that many people there. Like, go to the meeting, express your concern respectfully, and that's how that's how they'll vote. Like they're representing the county. So if people show up and voice their concerns, I feel like they're going to take that into consideration. So. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start to wrap it up. What we do, we do what's called final thoughts. Uh, and this is where we we talk to each person in the room, make sure we've got everything buttoned up. We didn't forget anything. Got something you need to promote. Say you're looking for to fundraise. You're looking to get volunteers, somebody to go door to door, somebody to work on your race car. What what kind of stuff are we talking about, Patrick? Well, there's always people to work on a race car. Like they say, the only friends you have at the racetrack are the ones you bring with you. And I feel like that holds true in a campaign. So, um, we're having a golf outing Sunday at Memorial Park, and hopefully it doesn't snow. The Masters will be on if anybody wants to stop out by, and we'll be doing some door to door. So, if you see us on your doorbell camera, don't just run us off. So, I appreciate any consideration I have on May third. So, all right, and early voting is uh, is op- is an option already, yep. right? Yep, I know a lot of people are early voting, and that's why. It, and I, a lot of people like that because they don't have to go stand in line. But I think with the satellite locations, you can go. You don't have to go to your home district. You can go wherever you want in the county. So that makes it very difficult on a candidate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to catch them when they uh, when they start to get to vote on any day they want to, and they don't yeah. have to show up at, at their oh, polling uh, place. It's a it's which, like herding cats. Which I always kind of believed. Some people have the poll workers, and some people don't. But I feel like. People have made their mind up when they go to the poll. They don't want somebody shoving something in their face. They can't walk into the polling place with it. So I hope it works out, and I hope they make the right decision, and we appreciate any support we have. Very good. Lisa, tell us uh, tell us if, it, if if we forgot anything. We got, uh, you got a, got a big fundraiser coming up. You got. A- I have not planned any fundraisers yet. I don't know if I will. So far, I'm self-funded, or Ben Loveless funded anyway. <laughs> Um, I'm just like my big, my campaign strategy is just to keep doing things that I do in the community anyway, be involved, help out, you know, say hello, ask people to vote for me and explain that I'm a hard worker. I'm dedicated to the community organized. I don't, I don't know what else I can offer to the recorder's office. So awesome. Zach, you got anything for me? Nope. If I got anything wrong for the meeting on Monday, somebody can message me and correct hmm, yeah. me. But I, I was asking. Somebody, I was like, yeah. seriously, I was like. Somebody I, will correct you for sure. Yeah, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. And I spoke to a couple people. And if somebody wants to talk to me about their attendance record, I keep attendance <laughs> on my notes as well. So, <laughs> so I can keep. Got I the keep, receipts. I, keep, I do. It's just like, I do encourage people to go to meetings because my the one of the most frustrating things in just sitting back and on social media is how many accusations go around about people that are currently involved in government, like the mm-hmm. current elected officials and they're like, they're lining their pockets, whatever. And then you watch and like these people, like no matter they could pay them more <laughs> and the amount of like complaint they get about trash toters, potholes, uh, this and that. And a lot of times, and then we have people that they're complaining about stuff. That's not even v- something well, that person yeah. deals with. I can't wait to bitch to the recorder's office about potholes. I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah. up. Hey, I, I mean, I've got a good story about good story about that is one time somebody called dad and it was a federal issue and kind of lit him up about it. And dad looked up his address and went and knocked on his door and he's like, Hey, I'm Tom Saunders. What can I help you with? He goes, you sent me this email. He goes, I don't really know what to think about it, but 
this is what I can help you with. What? And he was like, oh, you, you don't live in Washington? He's like, no. So it's just it's just being informed. Go to the meeting. Yeah, know what you're talking about. I mean, it's interesting and, just to hear. I mean, and, and this week I'll thank Brenda Greider and Aaron Dick. And there's there's a great that's been missing. I call it the Llewellyn Loop. It's a little loop that's in front of the YMCA. It's been missing for I don't know, probably ten years. Yeah. And I know because I mark off a five k course every year, and every year I have to put a bunch of orange paint around it. Somebody else noticed it this year. It took ten years for somebody else to notice it. <laughs> they posted on Facebook. I messaged Aaron and said, uh, "Whatever, that's a private road." Technically, the city still came out and fixed it. They found it. They tracked a grate down. And they yeah. filled it in. So now it's not, it was a piece of like kind of diamond grating that had been thrown on there and it was like bent. And I would have to flip it over every year and dump the leaves off so you could see. So somebody didn't step in the hole when they ran the 5K, which is probably the most traffic that road ever saw because it doesn't go anywhere. But the, but Brenda and Aaron got taken care of yeah. in like and a couple what, hours and, and it wasn't what, their problem. Yeah. And that's what it's all about is Aaron does a good job on the council. And the mayor does a good job in Newcastle. If you call him, he's going to come out and find out what you want. But don't get on Facebook and bash him. Call him or go to a meeting and find out what's going on and go from there. It's, yeah. The first and that's pers- where you get stuff done. So yeah, and they try because yeah. they don't want to get complained at either. Yeah, exactly. Because that's where I mean you don't you don't want it. So well, very good. We uh, we appreciate these uh, these guys for hanging out with us. It's uh, it's not easy running for office. The uh, and and putting your name forward, especially as a as somebody that hasn't run a can a campaign quite as big as is what you're getting into in an entire county. Um, it's a lot of votes, a lot of potential voters, a lot of effort that goes into it. Um, it's for a job that's not going to pay that yeah. great. No, no that's uh, it's, people are saying you get rich in politics. And I'm like, <laughs> I've grown up and it doesn't happen. So it, the the reason that they're running is because they the, these guys do care about the community and they're they're trying. So uh, they're putting themselves forward. The bare minimum you can do as a as a voter is to is to research it. Uh, they're putting in the effort. Ask you guys as well to put in the effort as a as a voter. Uh, pick somebody to support and uh, and make it happen. With that, we will see you guys next week with uh, candidates for Henry County Sheriff. We got a room full of them. That'll coming, be exciting. So, got to be badges everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be, it'll be interesting to see.